Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Louise Bedford here. I'm the host of The Talking Trading Show, and each week I bring you key trading tactics to help you excel in the markets. Well, what's happening this year? I can definitely promise you more of the same segments and episodes that you'll love, including Chris Tate's Market Wrap, plus a whole host of other great interviews as well as solo episodes. To kick off, let's have a look at the latest hot and cold sectors in the Australian markets. And remember, you can download your copy of my Hot or Not free special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. So let's look at those sectors right now. So let's imagine that I was sitting beside you as you did your market analysis. Usually for me, what I do is I look at weekly charts and I look around the world to see what's happening first. So generally I'd start with the US, often with the NASDAQ, and currently with the NASDAQ trending down underneath its moving average, we've got a volatility of under 5%, which is historically just fine for the NASDAQ. We're not overly high, we're not overly low, but with it trending down and when you look at a relative strength comparison with the Australian market, you can see that the NASDAQ as well as the S&P 500 and the Russell 2000, they are all trading in a worse situation than the all odds. So currently I wouldn't be putting my money into the US. Around the world, we've got the FTSE, which has just broken out from a very strong layer of resistance. It's just up against its longer term resistance and the volatility is 2.53%. Look, really with the FTSE, probably one of the things that you could potentially look to do is to write call options or write put options. Personally, I never write puts underneath an index. That is a recipe for if things drop through the floor, you can be really up against contingent liability there. But with call options, now is not the time either with the FTSE because we have just had that little bullish run. We have got a breakthrough of possibly two levels of support resistance on the upside. And also when we look at it, the pips are above their moving average. So the FTSE is a big fat nothing. And here we have the CAC and also the DAX. So what's happening in France, pretty much the same thing that's happening in Germany. We are just above the support resistance line, above our moving average, with a fairly low historic volatility. So if you're interested in those regions, then now is the time you could start looking for potentially some long positions. Now, a little bit closer to home, let's look at the all odds. So what I look 
four is I look to see whether my macro filter is on or off. Now, a macro filter is the thing that tells you whether to trade or not. So for my macro to be on, I'm looking for the all odds to be above its own 30-week moving average and with a volatility percentage of less than 5%. And jackpot, we have that. We've got a current volatility of 2.23%. And with the all odds, we are above our own moving average there of 30 weeks. Plus, we have got a nice double bottom that is punched in there along a support line. And now we've got a series of higher highs and higher lows. So all systems go when looking for long opportunities in the Australian market. Now, why do I use the all odds compared to the ASX 200 for my macro filter? In all honesty, it doesn't matter. The all odds is rebalanced less frequently than the ASX 200. They take shares in, they take shares out. Any particular ones that have got insufficient market capitalization at that time of rebalancing, they are pipped out of that index. So whichever one you use, just use it consistently and make sure that you have sound set rules in your trading plan to tell you when to trade and when not to trade. Now, if I have just blown your head off because you're a beginner trader, please give yourself time. This has taken me years and years to be able to understand. And in fact, I traded for the first time as an adult. I had a, I had a little tricky little trade there when I was a teenager. But as an adult in 1990, I put on my first trades and really it took me so long to feel comfortable. So give yourself time to grow, time to realize that it's okay to not understand everything. Now let's look at some of the facts at a glance. You can see that the current hot sectors are the ASX 20, 100, 200, 300 and the ASX 200 materials. What we've seen over the past few months is a gradual filtering down of strength. The strength started in the ASX 20, which of course the largest stocks by market capitalization, and it filtered down through the rest of the market until even the ASX 300 can be considered a hot area to invest in. So isn't that interesting? I always find these little currents, these ripples of interest through my analysis, and I like to point them out to you when I can see them. The current cold sectors, we've got quite a few here, and admittedly, we have also some sectors in limbo. Now, how do I judge whether something is a cold sector or a hot sector? A cold sector is relying on the relative strength comparison with the all odds, and I'm running a moving average over the relative strength comparison. We know that the relative strength comparison is the RSC. That's different from the RSI, which is a momentum indicator. The RSC measures the action of one thing compared to another. Now, if one of these sectors is not trending in a way that says it's outperforming the all odds, I pop it into a cold sector group. If it is outperforming the all odds using RSC, then it's a hot sector. Now, this week, the current cold sectors are information technology, real estate, consumer discretionary, 
the ASX Small Ordinaries, the ASX Small Industrials, Communication Services, as well as the ASX 100, 200 and 300 Industrials. So what can you do if you're involved in one of these shares in one of these cold sectors? You could potentially lighten your load. You could tighten your stop. You could absolutely shoot yourself in the foot and buy more of that thing because we know that pyramiding relies on us buying more of an uptrending stock. If you're buying more of a downtrending stock, that is the exact opposite of what you should be doing. Now, let's look at the ones in limbo. Now, these are these sectors, and interestingly, we've had a big movement out of the in limbo area into either the hot or cold sector area, but these are the ones that don't qualify according to my hot or cold rules. Now, this week, the in limbo sectors are energy, utilities, healthcare, and the ASX 200 financials, as well as the small resources. Now, I know you're going to want to see my in-depth analysis of this, so you really do need to go to my hot or not special report to be able to see all of the specifics involved with how I come up with these pieces of analysis. I know you'll love that. Just a reminder, you can go to tradinggame.com au slash hot or not. So just what is coming up this year on Talking Trading? I have been working very hard to prepare such a wonderful list of people for you so that you can learn and be inspired and it will cover a range of different topics. So let's have a look at some of the things that are coming up so that you will know what to expect in just the first few episodes. We have Jai Hobbs first off with the biggest financial decision of your life. And in that episode, you'll learn the importance of financial literacy for our youth. Such an important topic and so close to my heart. We'll also talk about the impact of positive and negative money scripts on children and the importance of being on the same page financially with your partner. We'll also have a look at whether to trade or whether to invest and can you do both you see often people think that they are mutually exclusive terms with trading and investing you may have room for both methods and if you keep an open mind you're more likely to excel in a way that not only fills up your bank account but it also lets you indulge yourself and experience the time you need to really really live We'll also look at trading burnout in these very first few episodes. What is it and how to notice it? If you've ever said to yourself, I can't trade another day, I can barely get out of bed, I'm so sick of all of this, then you may be suffering from trading burnout. I'll tell you exactly what it is and what to do about it and tactics so that you can avoid it in the future. An interesting topic to look at as well is, are your relatives driving you nuts? So here's what to do if you're dealing with non-traders in your life who just don't have a full understanding about trading. You know, there are other options rather than just wringing their necks. And I'll take you through exactly what to do to protect yourself, but to also keep them in the loop. 
Then I'm going to have an amazing discussion with Bill Moore. Bill is a games enthusiast. He was introduced to the world of trading and he realized that trading is just one big game. We're going to discuss is trading gambling. And in that episode, you'll learn what an edge is and how you determine it the importance of probability and how you define it in the markets, as well as the importance of learning about black swan events and talking about how we can manage those as traders. Straight after Bill Moore, I have an amazing trading plan horror story for you. Reggie Johnson is a new trader. He's been trading since about 2020 and you're going to see me rip this new trader's trading plan to shreds and then rebuild it from the ground up. He's such a good sport. What a charming character he really is. I just loved this. So I know you're going to want to keep an eye out for that. And then we're going to talk about how you can stop sabotaging your trading. You see so many people stall before they get to their goal and it's almost just like they can see it in plain sight, but they can't reach it. So this episode will keep you running towards your goals with your arms flailing and your hair flying so that you can achieve your potential as an investor. In that episode, you'll learn how the fog can set in before you achieve a goal and what you can do about it. We'll also discuss the importance of risk management and how the Kelly principle can help investors avoid losses. I know you're going to want to get all of those episodes under your belt. And we're back on air on February 15th. And we are so excited about what this will mean for you and your trading future. Also, just before I go, I want to say thank you so much for the lovely reviews we've been receiving on our show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. Here is one from Cara19089. She says, I love listening to Talking Trading. I find valuable information with all the interviewees, not just about trading, but in things that I can apply to other areas in my life. And I learn about strategies that I apply to my own trading straight away. It's a treasure trove of information. Oh, Cara, thank you so much. I just love getting those reviews. Give us a review. It might just feature on a future episode of Talking Trading, and it really does help people find us. We appreciate every single one. I'm Louise Bedford, and this is the Talking Trading show at talkingtrading.com.au. I'm looking forward to kicking off the year of Talking Trading podcast on February 15th. Make sure you join us.